9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, Everybody 3, a podcast. 2, 1. Podcast. so damn hot so damn hot what up career uh, what up wiss we're gonna be what's wrong with me what up wiss what's going on hey motherfucker how are you doing bitch do you have a good fucking weekend motherfucker yeah you know it wasn't bad um like i said i didn't do too much what about you I didn't do too much, you know, usually I'll be fucking them hoes and start cocaine and shit, but this weekend I didn't do shit for the fever. I kind of like that little bitch trying to chill out me and my gal, you know, y'all. I got you. All good. All good. So, really quite uneventful as far as I go. I did play a lot of TMNT. Uh, Shredder's Revenge. Now, I was trying to actually get on to the online portion and do some online gaming with this one, but that didn't really work out because it uh, the software crashed every time. So That's some dumb shit, yeah. But I'm still loving that game, man. It's pretty good. They got a story mode on it where it's almost like, I don't I mean, it's different from the arcade um, version. Or arcade, uh, they got story mode and arcade mode. Story mode's a bit better because you can continue off it. Where, um, whereas arcade mode, you gotta like do the whole thing then, and you only get so many 
continues or whatever. Um, let's see what else is going on. You know, we got some viewer emails. <laughs> viewer emails. I call them viewer emails. We had a couple of those. Um, no collars in the bay. But let's go see what's going on. Let's see what is this viewer email here. <laughs> Listener email from Rebecca. She is getting a territory, a job in territory management or field management, kind of like I do. What is your advice? Well, Rebecca, I do have some advice if you're getting into it, and it uh, sometimes depend on depends on what kind of program that you do get on. Been on a few different ones myself, as far as territory management and outside sales. So I will tell you that on a program that. Well, just across the board. Um, got to be self-reliant. Got to be a good time manager. Also, <clears throat> a few rules about that is, uh, number one, you can never no-show on any any visits that you do. Always got to do visits and never no-show. Never lie about any sales or displays that you put up. Uh, those are cardinal rules. Always walk the gray area. You know that. Well, if you've ever been in sales, you know that. That's the main, those are your main points on that, Rebecca. I mean, and do your job. I mean, you know, hell, we're all adults, and that's what uh, you should be doing anyway. But you'd be surprised at uh, people that actually don't do that. And it, it's fucking adults, too. So, you know. That's fucking stupid. Do your job, you know? Oh, yeah, do your fucking job, dumbasses. So that's basically the advice on that one. And, <clears throat> I mean, have a passion for it. Hopefully you have a passion for for uh, outside sales and being out in it and doing that kind of thing, field sales. So let's do another one real quick. Let's see this one. <laughs> This is Joey in Louisiana. The other one was Rebecca in West Texas, by the way. Sorry about that, Rebecca. West Texas, Rebecca. All right. This one is Joey in Louisiana. I'm thinking about going Catholic for my girlfriend, fiancé. What do you think I should do? I'm not sure that she's worth it, but I love her. Well, Joey... Joey, Joey, Joey. Oh, the perils and pitfalls of the pussy, my friend. I would say, sir, I don't know how young of a man you are. Probably young, I'm thinking. Uh, I guess it depends on uh, how religious of a man you are and if you are currently something else. I would say do what you want to do here, but I would not do that. I mean, is she making you go Catholic? That's weird. Yeah, so. Uh, I'd have to, uh, I'd have to pass on that, my friend. Ixnay, Mr. OJ, I'm going That's just weird. I don't know why she wouldn't just let you be yourself. All right. So, that's what I say about that. Now. Let's go ahead, and while we're doing what we do, let's go ahead and uh, get into a little news lines.
We're gonna uh, get into the news lines right now. Hundreds of dogs return to San Francisco Beach for CorgiCon. Oh shit, yeah. Hundreds of dogs. I love dogs. I love corgis. So, hundreds of corgis and thousands of dog lovers on San Fran Beach for the first CorgiCon since the start of the pandemic. Now, CorgiCon, that began back in 2014, and it happens twice a year. Usually in July and October on San Francisco's Ocean Beach. But the event was canceled in 2020 and 2021 due to the pandemic. Saturday's CorgiCon return featured featuring hundreds of corgis assembling on the beach with thousands of dog lovers and the owners and admirers and all that. <clears throat> so that's cool, man. I love corgis. They're cute. I wish I could have gone to that. So that is fucking cool, y'all. I love to see. They're so cute. <laughs> yeah, they uh, they are. So um, that's cool. CorgiCon. Man, that would almost make it worth it to go to San Francisco. Hello! Anyway, what else is going on here? Missouri theme park modeled after 1800s town is actually for sale. An unusual property for sale in Missouri. Formerly served as an 1800s themed tourist attraction and includes two cabins, a grist mill, a schoolhouse, a general store, a tavern, a blacksmith shop, and a jail. Marion Shipman, 64, owner of the property and more so so he and his family began uh, construction constructing the 19th century inspired theme park in the late 1960s and the attraction opened to tourists in 1979 oh okay interesting um what the hell i just lost the shit 1979 and uh for a $3 entrance fee visitors were treated to a tour of buildings including a pair of authentic 1830s cabins and recreations of 19th century buildings including a post office blacksmith shop and a jail shipman said he and his family were constantly adding new attractions to the park We'd tear down a building during the summer and build something with it during the winter every year, he told KTVI-TV. So every year we had this little circle of locals that would come at the beginning of every season to see what new thing we had built. The park closed to the public in 1995, but Shipman and his family moved into the college cottage intended for the park's operators in 2005. Shipman is now hoping to find a buyer interested in restoring the park to its original glory, or former glory. He said a previous attempt to sell the property in 1989 failed to spark any interest. We listed, we listed it and never had anyone come to look at it. Not anyone. The property asking price is 295000 that would be cool. Let's buy it, Wiz. Hey, I don't think so, Mahoney. <laughs> that would be a failed business experience, folks. Ooh, what is this? A 661-pound stingray caught in Cambodia, the world's largest freshwater fish. A 661-pound stingray caught in Cambodian River. In a Cambodian River is believed to be the largest freshwater fish ever encountered by researchers. Scientists with Wonders of the Mekong Wonders of Mekong Research Project said they were installing underwater receivers to, to track migratory fish in the Mekong River in northern Cambodia and had asked local fishermen to get in contact if they made any significant catches. The group was contacted by a 42-year-old fisherman 
who landed a 661-pound giant stingray in the stung training area. The scientists paid the fisherman for his catch and released the stingray after they weighed and measured the tag and measured and tagged the fish. Wonders of Mekong researcher Zeb Hogan, a fish biologist at the University of Nevada and host of National Geographic's Monster Fish TV series, said the massive fish could help researchers learn more about giant stingrays. Quote, you have a fish that is now the record world holder for the largest freshwater fish, and we know a little about it. End quote. The stingray took the the record for largest freshwater fish from a 646-pound Mekong giant catfish caught in Thailand in 05. I love catfish, yeah. Me too, man. Catfish cabin, motherfuckers. Man, is that place even around? I don't know, yeah. I think it might be one in Gunnersville or some shit. Used to be one that was, uh... I want to say a Roebuck. Never ate there, but I do enjoy a nice piece of catfish, everyone. Yummy, yummy. All right, we got a Father's Day story here. North Carolina man's Father's Day gift to himself earns $2 million. I love it. A North Carolina man said he bought himself a $20 scratch-off lotto ticket as a Father's Day gift and ended up winning $2 million. John Rogers, 64, of Raleigh, North Carolina told the North Carolina Education Lottery officials he decided to celebrate Father's Day early when he visited the Capitol Food Mart in Raleigh on Friday. Quote, when I was buying the tickets, I said, this is my Father's Day gift to myself, end quote, Roger said. Quote, this will be one uh, Father's Day I'll never forget, end quote. Roger said he was stunned to scratch off the 100 million mega cash ticket and reveal the two million top prize. I was kind of delirious, to tell you the truth. This is in quotations, Roger said. It still hasn't really hit me yet, in quotations, quotation all. Roger said his plans for winning include paying some bills, amen, donating to the church, helping family members, and taking his wife on a special vacation. Vacation. My wife told me, quote, you don't have pocket change, you got money now. Roger said, I've always told I was going to take her to Hawaii, and now I can't. All right, Mr. Rogers, good deal. We love you, man, and I hope you have a good one. You're 64. He's a dad. Uh, I want to give a shout-out to all the dads out there this past Father's Day, man. Hope you guys had a good one, and I uh, hope you got some good gifts, not any shitty ones like tools or shit that makes us have to do more work. God, that's a scam. Like I said, everyone, get a hooker for dad. <laughs> Hookers for Father's Day is my campaign, everyone. Probably not popular with uh, many spouses, but... Who to care? Who to care? Who care? I don't care. That's my motto. All right, everyone. Let's see. I guess that's really... Uh, is there anything else really going on in the news? Huh? Eh, 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 eh. Something about a five-foot-long state. A kitten was rescued by a Tennessee couple. Ooh, turns out to be a baby bobcat. That pretty much tells you everything there. Okay, well, I'm going to do one more because... We got something. New Hampshire Distillery turns invasive crabs into a whiskey. Now, I'm a whiskey man. You know I love Jack Daniels. So, a New Hampshire distillery unveiled a new whiskey with an unusual key ingredient, y'all. Invasive green crabs. Tamworth Distilling said it teamed up with the University of New Hampshire's NH Green Crab Project to develop House of Tamworth Crab Trapper 
which is billed as being made with bourbon-based steeped with a custom crab corn and spice blend mixture. Steven Grass, owner of Tamworth Distilling, said the developers boiled more than 90 pounds of the tiny crabs into a crab stock that was then fortified with Tamworth-made neutral grain spirits and is still on a rotary vacuum. Quote, it has crab on the nose for certain, Grass told Forbes. He said the taste is like a briny and better fireball. I never really liked fireball. It's kind of a meh. The crabs used for the liquor came from a Seabrook NH Trapper. Green crabs are native to Europe and are considered an invasive threat to the New England ecosystem. We, quote, we are way, we, we are raising awareness of the problem in a way that is fun and interesting, but it also shows through creativity and gumption we can turn these pesky critters into a tasty treat, Grass says. We want more brave souls in the culinary arts to rise to the challenge, defeat the enemy by eating them. Amen. That's what I say about women. Oh, just playing, guys. Just playing. Love all the women out there. House of Tamworth Crab Trapper is being sold at a, at a uh, price of $65 for a fifth. Oh, that's interesting. I don't know, man. I don't know, about What do you think about that, Will? I try some of that shit, y'all. I bought this of that shit and get fucked up on some crab and cocaine. I don't know. Uh, one time I tried some crab cheesecake, man, at this place. Well, that sounds terrible, yeah. It was pretty bad. It was not good. I'm going to be honest with you about that. Don't ever try crab cheesecake if it's uh, offered anywhere, y'all. All right, so. Woo! Went ahead and got into the nose, baby. And that was that's it for the news. What else? What else? What else? You know what? I think uh, I don't even. You know, I think we might do um, one more. Let's do one more viewer email or listener email. Let's do it. Okay, this is from one of my favorite callers, Raj in Charlotte. My girl wants a big wedding, but I do not. We've been fighting a lot about it. I love her a lot, but this is something that I just... I really want a small wedding. She wants a big one. What should I do? Mm. Raj. For one thing, I hope you really want to marry this girl. Let's just get that out in the open right now, Raj. Because if you don't, man, call off the whole thing. Just don't do it. Like I said, marriage isn't good for a man. It's very disadvantageous, my friend. You know this. I've already got... I've had a couple of friends already that went through that shit. Um, it's not fun. It's not a fun thing, my friend. So you better be sure, buddy. I think you need to do a risk assessment, my man. <laughs> Take a risk management class. Risk mitigation. You know. I just... I just don't... I don't think you should get married, Raj. Yeah, take a step back. I know Raj is a Middle Eastern gentleman. Is this a prearranged marriage, first of all? And is she hot? Those things matter. <laughs> I will say this, man. Um, if you don't know her and it is prearranged, that's real. I would definitely not do it if it's something where you guys have been going out. Man, don't get married. <laughs> that's my advice. Just don't do it. 
It's a bad move, man. Sooner or later, it never works out. That's my advice on that. If he finds the right woman, then who are you to fucking say and deny him happiness, y'all? Because it mostly doesn't fucking work out like that, Wish. You know that. <laughs> I believe in true love, motherfucker. Well, you might be an idiot. Fuck you, yeah. I'm sorry, I'm romantic. Yeah, I know. That's, uh, that's why I don't listen to him, okay? Don't do it. Find some hookers. And live your life, man. Enjoy it. Unless you happen to find that unicorn, which doesn't fucking exist. <laughs> They've done studies. We've seen them online. <laughs> I think the guy was a scientist. Anyway, he looked like a nerd. And I trust nerds. You know? Why wouldn't you? They're smart. I guess there can be deceitful nerds out there, though. Psh. It is what it is. What we're going to do now, folks, is get on a three-song block. I know this is something a little bit different, but I'm going to go ahead and flip it and uh, do that for you guys. Uh, three-song block. I don't even know who it is uh, from the sound bank. So go ahead. And uh, Lucy B came by the studio and did some drops. So all right, y'all. We'll be back in a little bit.
What's up, what's up? All right, all right. Like I said, Lucy B came in and did some drops. Thanks, Lucy B. And that was our three-song block. Hope you liked it. Now, we got, you know what we got? We got a video game review, a vintage one. This was, this one here is truly vintage, okay? Rolling Thunder, yeah. Yeah, I know last last week I did Shredder's Revenge. That's really a new game, but we we will review any game. I don't give a damn. But now we love vintage. <clears throat> Shredder's Revenge was not vintage, but it was tied to vintage. And I don't give a damn. You know, even if it was a new game and I wanted to review it, I would review it because that's what the fuck we do. But I'm just saying, we have a special love for vintage video games here at the show. On the show, everybody has a podcast. Podcast. Alrighty. So, Rolling Thunder. Now, man, I don't know if you guys remember Rolling Thunder. I remember. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh. Oh, baby. We fucked up. But that's alright, because we let you guys see what we do. And what we do is this, y'all. I love motherfucking Rolling Thunder, y'all. <laughs> Me too, Wes. That shit was good. Rolling Thunder. That was good, man. So, Rolling Thunder. Now, this is a running gun shooter action game produced by Namco. All you guys know Namco. Originally, originally released as a coin-op arcade game, which 
ran on the Namco System 86 hardware in 1986. This game was actually released in 1986, y'all. The year before Shinobi. I'm just that's a key point that I'm gonna go ahead and put out there right now. For you video game nerdos like me. It was distributed in North America by Atari Games, okay? The player takes control of a secret agent who must rescue his female partner from a terrorist organization. Rolling Thunder was a commercial success in arcades. And I played this motherfucker in an arcade for show. And it was released for various home computer platforms in 1987. And the Nintendo Entertainment System in 1989. The original arcade game has been included in various claim blah, blah, in various classic game compilations as well. It influenced later arcade action game franchises such as Shinobi. I can definitely see um, Shinobi in this game. And Time Crisis, which borrowed mechanics such as taking cover behind crates. This game, man, I definitely played it in the arcade. It's definitely... I played this game and Shinobi in the arcade a lot back in the 80s, baby. Because I'm an 80s baby. And uh, this game was the precursor to Shinobi. Shinobi looked a lot like this game. This game just, you know, had a different outlay as far as, like, what, what it was, right? You had the ninja in Shinobi and this cop guy in Rolling Thunder. But the controls, I mean, everything was, like, the, the, the shit was, like, similar. The player controls Albatross, a member of the WCPO's World Crime Police Organization, quote, Rolling Thunder, end quote, espionage unit. Albatross's mission is to save a missing female agent named Leela Blitz from a secret society named Geldra, located in New York. Albatross must travel through two different segments or stories, each composed of five stages for a total of ten stages. Depending on the tip switch settings, the player has the option to skip any of the first four stages and start at any point in the quote story one. On each stage, the player can enter doors to hide and take cover from enemies, and he can also use crates or other obstacles to take cover from enemy fire. The player can jump over crates or jump up to higher or lower floors with rails, including stairs. The stages in Story 2, quote-unquote, are essentially harder versions of their, quote, Story 1, end quote, counterparts, counterparts featuring more traps and different enemy placement. At the end of each stage, scenes from Layla's capture and ensuing torture are shown on an in-game large monitor screen. The player begins the game armed with a standard issue pistol, which can be replaced with a submachine gun that appears in the distinctive real-life Beretta M12 SMG, bitch, that allows for continuous firing by holding down the shoot button. The player can fire ammunition. The player can fire ammunition for either weapon by entering doors, which are marked "quote bullets" or "quote arms." Arms. If the player runs out of machine gun ammo, they will switch back to the pistol. However, if the pistol runs out of ammo as well, then the player can only fire a single slow, quote, chaser bullet on screen at a time until more ammo is acquired. 
The player can only take two physical hits from the enemy as a single hit, a single hit drains half of the life meter. The player is killed instantly when struck by a projectile attack such as enemy bullets or lasers. The time reaches zero or when falling without a floor. The main enemies are hooded soldiers known as maskers. Their various outfits and colors determine their strength and attack pattern respectively. Some maskers only throw grenades and others will shoot while kneeling. Other enemies include ninjas, mutated bats known as Gelzos, panthers, shrieking yellow creatures known as Blogals, and lava men. At the end of the final stage, the player must battle the Geldra leader Mabu to rescue Layla and complete the mission. Alright. So, <clears throat> I recently bought this game because you know that I got that Nintendo Switch, bitch! And I buy online shit from time to time. And this is a part of a Namco pack <clears throat> that I got. Now, a little background on this bitch-ass game. It was released in Japan in December 1986. Namco debuted the game internationally outside of Japan at the 1987 Amusement Trades Exhibit International ATEI show held at Libya, London in January. The game was then released in North America by Atari Games. In 1988, U.S. Gold released home computer versions of this game, Rolling Thunder, in Europe for ZX Spectrum, Commodore 64, Amstrad, CPC, Amiga, and Atari ST. These five computer versions were developed by Tiertex. Only the Commodore 64 version has some different colors for the outfit of the maskers. In the Amiga, Atari ST, and Amstrad, CPC versions, the maskers have the same colors. The ZX Spectrum version is almost monochrome, but has fast gameplay. On March, 9, er, March 17, 1989, Namco released a home version of Rolling Thunder for a family computer in Japan. Now, this version was localized in North America by Tengen, which released their Nintendo Entertainment System version unlicensed by Nintendo. The Famicom NES version features a few minor changes and additions from the arcade version, such as password feature, hidden bonuses, and a harder second mission accessible by inputting a password given to the player for completing a normal mission. Namco's Famicom, Famicom version of Rolling Thunder has an onboard sound chip using the extra sound channels of the cartridge slot. An, Art an Atari Linux conversion of Rolling Thunder was announced in an official Linux catalog with a scheduled May 1992 release date, but was later canceled. The original arcade version is featured in Namco Museum Encore for the PlayStation, Namco Museum Battle Collection for the PlayStation Portable, in Namco Museum Virtual Arcade for the Xbox 360, and in Namco Museum 50th Anniversary for the PlayStation 2, Nintendo GameCube, Xbox Game Boy Advance, and PC. The arcade version was released for the Wii's Virtual Console in Japan on July 21st, 2009 and as part of the Pac-Man's Arcade Party 30th Anniversary Arcade Machine 2010. Um, 2010. In March 2012, it was added to the Namco Arcade app. It was also released as part of the Namco Museum compilation for the Nintendo Switch, which I bought and included as part of the Arcade Archive Archive series. Woo, baby! So, there's actually a uh, Rolling Thunder 2, and I might review that too, but eh, eh, 
eh, you know what I'm saying. That's basically if you if you play Rolling Thunder, man, Rolling Thunder Two is not really anything that's like substantially fucking, you know, new or innovative. You know, kind of the same motherfucking thing. They got a girl fucking character on there, and um. That's, that's really it. We talked about the Shinobi. That was one of its clones that looks almost fucking identical to the game. Except for instead of a ninja, you're a cop or vice versa because Rolling Thunder came out before. So you're going to be looking at Rolling Thunder as the precursor to Sega Shinobi. They basically... I don't, I, I don't want to say they ripped that off, but uh, I don't know because I'm not sure if it was like the same developers but anyway you guys know that i mean you know they took they took ideas from it because they look similar they definitely had an influence okay rolling thunder now i told you guys i replayed this on the switch with the music namco arcade pack or whatever the fuck it was i'm gonna give it a fucking what i'm gonna give it i'm gonna give it a three out of five right? because it's fun, man, and you got nostalgia, and yeah, man, it's a good game. It's definitely worth getting that fucking uh, museum compilation because there's a, there's a few good games on that, you guys. And if you see it for the Switch, go on and get it. If you see it for another console, go on and get it. Why not? It's good shit. It's fun shit. We love it. We play video games, and yeah. And I'll be playing some Teenage Mutant Ninja. I'm not going to say the whole thing. Turtles. Cause it's fixing to be some fun shit on a Nintendo Switch. That's a cool game, though, for real. If I could get the online to work, man, that would be, man, that would be really a whole lot of fun, y'all. Counting down to college football. That is coming up soon. I hope you guys are all rooting for your getting ready to uh, to get back into the college football. Everybody's got their fucking teams. They love roll tide, everyone. You know what's going on here. Go Buckeyes, motherfucker. I know you like Ohio State, yo bitch ass. I'm from fucking Kershaw. All right, all right, calm down. You calm down, bitch. Roll tight, ho. Go Buckeyes, bitch. <laughs> all good, all good, man. Hey, we count down. I don't even know how many days it is, but shit, shit. Soon enough, we'll be talking college football on the show. We'll be talking video games. Because that's just what we do. <laughs> you know what we do. You know what I'm saying? Well, with that being said, I'm going to go ahead, cut around down. I can't believe we made Monday. <laughs> on time, this one, baby. After weeks of not being on time and different days, but I always try to put up content anyway. Even if, if yeah, I, t- I tell you like this. If, if I'm not on Monday, then... I'm going to try to get on a different day. Something happened. We'll clear it up on the show and I'll let you know. I'll let you know. But, uh, but yeah. Got any parting words, my man? I mean, I love y'all. And, uh, y'all get crap this weekend, motherfucker. All right, man. Just have it going. Hit the follow button. Check out the old episodes because they're funny. All the, the best shit is actually, <laughs> the best shit is actually the old ones. Thank you for listening, zero listeners. We love you guys. <laughs> we'll be back next Monday. Smoke it up.